Good evening. Welcome to the 12th Man podcast. Uh, we've started the running. Um, beginning of a big week for the Borough. So we're here to talk. I was going to say, talk, talk some sense, but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, go, we'll, we'll see what we'll come up with. Uh, you've got me, Steve Jack, and I'm in the main chair. Um, we've got John Donovan with me. Evening, JD. Evening. How you, lads? All right? Doing good. We're doing good. Um, we've got John Cutler with us. Evening, John. All right, lads. Sound. Um, we've got young Jacob with us again. Even Jacob. All right. Yeah, we're doing good, mate. And we've got uh, don't be scared by his voice. He is a Geordie. Um, evening, Steve. Good evening, boys. Pleasure oh, to be on. Good. We're glad to have you on. Pleasure to have you on. Um, are we all doing all right? Yeah, all good. Thank you. All good. Yeah, good. Spot cheers. On. All good, Steve. Spot on. So yeah, we're going to talk about um fantastic weekend. Um not often you go and see your team score four. Um well some didn't see a score one of the goals, did we, John? Um but um, yeah, we you know we scored four, big weekend, big results. Obviously, we'll talk about the results around us, so I won't spoil it for you. Um we'll talk about away travel as well, because uh, there was a lot of talk about away travel on the um on the old social media as well during the week. And we'll preview a massive, massive week of football. Um, two home games, Fulham, to, Fulham on the Wednesday night and Hull on the Saturday. So two different perspectives, two ends of the table, but both equally as tough. But uh, before I start, make sure everyone's all right. Everybody okay? We're all good? Yeah. All good. All, all good. Perfect. Right. Peterborough. JD, we spoke about, we spoke about this. For a little while now, because we've both been looking forward to this one. Um, we had a cracking day out in Peterborough, didn't we? Yeah, it was a great day, yeah. Um, got down there, uh, I think we, we arrived just before 12, didn't we? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd had a few hours uh, in the pub um, watching, who was it, Liverpool play Watford and whole uh, competition and, 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 yeah, just... Just a great sort of build-up to to what turned out to be a great match. Uh, so overall, uh, uh, with the journey home as well, you know, celebrating the drinks and and good music, it, it was a cracking day out. It was a cracking day out. It was, it was um, a good horse as well. I thought I thought Peterborough as a whole was a, was a was a great host of every Borough fan that came down. So we went down the cross keys. They were very welcoming. They were really good with us. Um, one particular barber was really good with us. I still I still don't know her name. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a really good time. It was a really good day out. Um, John, what were your thoughts on the day in Peterborough? You were the most sober one of us. Yeah, uh, makes a change, doesn't it? It was a cracking day, to be fair. Uh, like, reiterate what you lads said. The people in the, in the pub were superb. And I think, in general, very complimentary about us after the game. Even though we give them a good argument, they were very complimentary about about the fans and 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 how how our how our fans behaved in their local establishments, which was nice to hear. It was. They say there was there was lots of compliments going back and forth. Um, it was it was really nice to obviously read and hear, and it was just one of those days that you know there wasn't there wasn't any chew, there wasn't any bother. It was just it was just a decent day out, and yeah, it was good. Jacob, what did you think of your day? You know, you were obviously amongst us. What did you make of it? 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. I always enjoyed the day, but especially after the match, it made it a bit better, yeah. Oh, bus was bouncing, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. Well, it was Jacob's responsibility. He had the, uh, the the Spotify playlist in his hands, so it was him, uh, him that kept the bus rocking on the way home, so fair play to him. Just some great music. Oh, I was wondering who it was. Um, I thought it was Jason, but I thought, no, Jason can't cope with that playlist. There's absolutely no way. Um, <laughs> I know he listens to this as well, so he'll be bollocking me for that. But um, <laughs> um, Steve, welcome. Welcome to the tw- your 12th man debut. Um, you get two, two more appearances, you get a hat trick ball, so we'll send it in the post, don't worry. Um, <laughs> obviously, um, team came out two o'clock, unchanged. Were you expecting anything different? No, um, well, sorry, I thought Taylor might have kept his place at fullback. Um, however, he brought Mark Bowler in. Um, and I thought that was a, 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 a master stroke. Um, I'm not sure if it was done through an injury or not, or it was just actually more of a selection. Because <clears throat> Bowler, for me, fits the way we play uh, to a T. He's quick, he gets up and down, he gives one another di- dimension on on the flank and I think we've been a little bit too over-reliant a little bit on the other side with the, the fantastic triangle of Dyke Steele and, and Zaya Jones um, you know playing well together and down I think we've, we've been we've been too happy to keep playing down that side all the time and teams have sort of I think over the last few games found out a little bit with that and I think with Bola coming in it suddenly changed it where we're playing down both sides we're getting up and down we're getting more crosses in the box. And I think Peterborough probably got a little bit of a shock by that. Um, and we're probably thinking, we need to keep Isaiah Jones quiet. We need to... And suddenly, when we start playing down the other side a little bit and bowler bombing on and stuff, um, I thought it was a real, real plus. And it's actually, although Taylor's done fantastic, in my opinion, he's been very solid, very steady. I think this could be actually, if Mark Bowler keeps himself fit, I think he may actually be the way forward and, and, and stay in the side from now till the end of the season. Yeah, it's, it seems like he's, he's timed his, his runs back to, to fitness to get back in the first team squad a bit um, perfectly. Obviously, we were talking last week, I'm sure you've heard of saying, you know, we were two one-dimensional going down the right-hand side. That's how Chelsea stopped us in the cup ties. Obviously, I know Chelsea had a lot more quality than what Peter did, but as I say, I completely agree with what you're saying. And um, it, it is, it's like he's timed it perfectly and everything seems to be coming back to us at the right time. Obviously, with our injuries coming back and our squad coming back, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, we've suddenly got them options back that we've been craving for. We've got options back on the bench now with Riley McGree being back. Piero is going to be back in a week. And suddenly you start looking at it and thinking, you know, how many teams in this division got a be- better options than us now going into the running? Because... When we're at full, full tilt with the options off the bench, I fancy we're against anybody, if I'm being honest. Um, and I think what's 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 cost me lately is not been having those options available. And I think tightness has crept into some of our key players and we've looked leggy, especially in the midfield area. And I think now we've got McGree back and hopefully Piero back shortly. And we can switch players about with Bola being back. Um, I think the future looks very bright. Definitely. Um, JD, obviously, what do you think of the team when we saw in the pub at two o'clock? Oh yeah, I, I was I was more than happy with it. You know, 
happy that uh, the front two were the same. You know, I, I quite like the partnership that uh, Connolly and, and Balogun are um, are forming. Uh, I, I was I was fairly confident when I saw that the, the strong team and the decent bench. You know, to to bring a player of um, of, of what Moore's sort of quality and uh, energy off the bench um, to to if we need to use him to sort of uh, get us get us something in the game. I mean that that that's a fantastic option. Um, I I agree with uh, I agree with Steve that you know Taylor hasn't let us down. He's been solid. Well, he's not a he's not a wing back, you know. Let, let's be totally honest. He's he's a, he's a full back, uh, and he's been sort of asked to do um, a little bit bit a little bit more. But bowler bowler suits suits that. We we said last year, um, last season on the podcast about how Mark Bowler was getting more and more forward as as the season was going on. He was getting more confident. He was having um, he was having. Um, Shots uh, from outside the box, you know. I mean, we remember that superb goal he scored at Swansea, only for it to be chalked off. Um, so, you know, Bowler gives us a little bit more than Taylor does. So, yeah, I was see, pleased to see his inclusion. It was a good, strong team. Oh, well, you say about Bowler, obviously, he started the season exactly that way, didn't he? Obviously, that goal, first day of the, well, first day of the season for us at Fulham, um, pinning in yeah. bottom car, it showed his. Um, so what it was about straight away, but um, Jacob, what do you think of the team? Two o'clock, were you quite happy with what you saw? Yeah, I was happy. It was perfect, to be honest. I thought I had good balance and everything to it. I thought we would. I thought we'd win. As soon as I saw the team, I was confident we'd win. I thought I was just going to leave it there, really. So yeah, it was perfect. But um, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you wouldn't have been wrong. To be fair, um, John, um, obviously you were with me. Um, we saw the team. Come out, we say we looked. I think I thought it was fine. I looked at, I had, I had a fair too many drinks by then. Um, but we were quite happy about the team, weren't we? We were, yeah. Uh, probably before it came out, the only the only other change I would have liked to have seen was McGree in and, and Tavert left wing back. But you know, we, we've given a good hiding, and, and the 90 minutes have shown that uh, Chris Wilder knows more about the team selection than me. <laughs> Well, I'm going to stay with you because you've been raving about this boy. Oh, yeah. First goal came. Benair plays it back and Tab pins it. As soon as he, as soon as he left his foot, we said goal, didn't we? We did indeed. The lad's got undoubted quality. And without sounding like a broken record, I'll repeat myself again. You take him out of this team, you'll realise what he gives the team. The guy's a, a, one of the most underrated players we've had for a long time. I'm not saying he's the best player in the world. I just think he's underrated by a rather large section of our fans. And if there's one player we cannot afford to lose on the way to Wembley, when we win at Wembley, it's him. Steve, what's your opinion of Tav? I think, like John's just said, I think he's a little bit underrated. And I... I understand why, because sometimes he can be frustrated and then he can frustrate you. He, he, he passes when he should shoot. He shoots when he should pass. He sometimes runs into blind alleys. However, you've got to remember, he's he's still young. He's still improving. He's nowhere near his prime. And to be like John said, he's possibly, possibly, I wouldn't say definitely, but I would say possibly our best player. And he just, he, it, for me, his greatest attributes, his work rate, it's phenomenal. People don't see 
the track and back he does, the tackles he puts in, the miles he runs. It's absolutely incredible. And the only thing that lacks from him is his end product in terms of the numbers of goals and assists that his talent should produce. And I've got a funny feeling we might just start to see that again. Might just Middlesbrough might just get lucky here, like we did with Mark Bowler coming back. Tavernier might just now kick on into his best form of the season because he showed glimpses the last few games and now he's got another goal to his belt. I think he could be instrumental from now till the end of the season. I think he's top drawn. My only worry for Middlesbrough at the moment is if we don't manage to get over the line this season, I do think there'll be lots of teams looking at him and it's whether Middlesbrough can you know, keep him for next season if we don't go up. If we do go up, obviously I think we will, but if we don't, it might be a diff- it might be difficult to keep him because I do think he's a Premier League player. Yeah, but he, he fits. He, he fits the Wilder template exactly, doesn't he? You know that's yeah. what that's what Chris Wilder wants. He, he wants he wants work rate. He wants honesty. He wants drive. Um, he he wants players who are going to excite the fans. And yes, like Steve said, and, and we've mentioned previously on podcasts, he can be frustrating. But he's a young lad. He's he's going to try and he's going to try things, and if they don't come off, it frustrates uh, the crowd. But you know what? He's just he's he's gaining so much experience. He's played under a few managers now, and um, he's he's certainly become a key uh, a, a key player under under Wilder. Uh, and 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 I, and I do agree. Take him out the team, and um, and you'll soon realise what we have. Definitely. Uh, absolutely. Would you say would you say he's first man on the team sheet now? I I, I I wouldn't say he's first team first name on the team sheet, but there's a nucleus of players who are sort of showings and he's one of them. Yeah, I, t- I tend to agree. Um, you wouldn't like to be losing uh, one of your back three at the moment because the back three I think are crucial to how we play. Um, and that's not saying that they're more important or better players than Tavernier. Just I think Tavernier, if he was out for a game or two, we could bring in McGree or Piero possibly and maybe get away with it where if you lost one of the back three of Dykesdale, McNair and Fry for a period of time, I think we would miss them massively. Um, but that's no slur on Tavernier's talent. That's just the way we play. Obviously, Zaya Jones as well, crucial to how we play. Um, but Tavernier for me top top player he'll be a Premier League player with or without Middlesbrough and he might go a little bit further in the game than people think he will as well Yeah. because people forget how how, how you know how young he is I know you, you do forget he's only 23 years old he's still he's still a kid I mean I, I saw a picture of him I think, it was, I think it was the other day of him signing for MK Dons on loan a few years ago, and you say it was only it was only seventeen men. So shows how far he's come. He's been fantastic. He has been fantastic. Yeah, I've been I've been a critic of him. I'm not going to lie. I've been a critic of him because it's been it's, like you said, Steve. There's been times where you just want to maybe take that extra touch and pass the ball, or you know, take the shot when he you know, has the chance, and he just makes the wrong decision. But I think it's been a confidence thing with him, and I think his confidence is coming back now at the right time. Did did any of you lads? Because I know you were away at Peterborough. Did any of you hear his interview on BBC Tees after the game? No. I well, it's, no, it, I never know. It, it's worth a listen. Honestly, 
comes across like a real mature player, said the right things, spoke incredibly well about the supporters, about the team, about what we should be doing. And he, he just sounded like a player who's been around for years, really mature, really good. Um, it, it, it was, it's really good if you get a chance to listen to it on BBC TV, lads. It's, he, he comes across superb. Definitely about a listen. I'll, um, yeah, I'll, I'll pin that down, have a little listen on my long drives to work. Um, Jacob, I'll put a bit of a downer on this. Um, did you expect to be more than one up at half time? Mm, I think, yeah, we definitely should have been. We were very wasteful a few times, like when um, Bowler played it across to Conley. I don't know if he was like, he miskicked it or he missed it. I could, but yeah, we definitely should have been more than one nil up, definitely. Yeah, but I, but then obviously to turn that round, did you, I mean, I can't have been the only person who didn't think Peter was not going to get back in that game as soon as we went 1 0. Yeah, I mean, there's always a chance in the championship. So I was definitely like, we need to get another goal quickly because if you look in the, the end of the first half, they had that five, ten minutes where Lumley made the good save on the line. And if we go in one all, it gives them a bit of confidence. So I thought we definitely needed another goal, to be honest. No, you're absolutely right. Obviously, came back out second half. John, you disappeared. So I'm not going to talk to you about this goal. Uh, but, um, JD, that, that second goal, Balogun showing his uh, his killer instinct in front of the goal that we all know he's got. Um, I think he just about put the game to bed, didn't he, 2-0? Yeah, I, th- I think it did. I mean, it was a it was a poor goal um, from Peter's point of view to concede. It should have been cut out. Um, but uh, Balogun was alert. Uh, he, if it wasn't anticipation, it was quick reaction when, when the when the descent half missed, missed the simple header, um, but he was on top of it and he, he just put it away. You know, he's in a he's in a decent um, vein of form, goal scoring wise for the under twenty threes and uh, and for us, um, and that that all goes well for the for the rest of this season for us. You know, if he can uh, if he can get into that uh, goal scoring routine and 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 get a few more for us between now and the end of the season, um, well. It'll it'll only help us, won't it? So yeah, I think that 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 uh, that sort of uh, side foot into the net from a few yards uh, and and two nil, yeah, sealed the game. And and from then, uh, it was a case of uh, you know, don't make any mistakes, but just see if we can get more, which of course we did. Yeah, I said three three league goals, three goals in four league games now for Balogun. He started obviously you got that that. Very small consolation against Sheffield United, but they say we did see after that that he, you know that goal would you know it might just kick him on. It might just be that little bit of confidence he needs to to get him into a little bit of a run. They say for the only game to not score was that game at Millwall, which to be fair, he had he had, he had that chance that um, Bielkowski obviously um, took away from his feet. He could have had four in four, but he's he's really kicked on now, hasn't he? He's, he's become. Very integral to this squad, and, and and quite frankly, a little bit undroppable at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, the, the the partnership between him and Connolly has um, it hasn't produced uh, a, a flurry of goals for either of them, you know. But it's just the the, the threat that they pose, and uh, and the fact that they're getting some sort of understanding. Um, 
which is great to, towards the end of the season, towards the running and the potential three extra games that we might have. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful uh, that we'll see more goals from the pair of them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not potential three extra games. It's it's three extra games. It's it's happening. <laughs> but um, John, I'll come to you. I say, you see, you 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 reappeared. Um, we we ran the changes a little bit. Obviously, we swapped the front two out, brought on um Colburn, brought on Watmore. And it was them two that combined for that third goal. Obviously, Watmore took took apart their their right hand side, cut straight inside, and there's Colburn right where. And number nine should be put the ball in the back of the net. I think he's, he's got he's got some like a, 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 a better than a one in two conversion rate at the moment. He's, he's only played thirteen games. He's been a he's been a, a quality little um, addition to the side, hasn't he? He does. He does. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he, he he holds the ball up pretty well, and we all know how tough the the championship is for big unassuming centre halves. He's holding his own against. Me, I'll say men. He's he's still only a kid, really, but uh, he's, he's he's certainly holding his own. And as for Watmore, um, he must be a real pain in the ass for defenders because he just doesn't stop. No, he, he really doesn't. Well, I'll, I'll come to a Jordy's opinion on this one. What's your opinion on uh, Watmore, Steve? Will him be in the well, I, I like him as a player. Um, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> um, I understand why he's on the bench. I think the way we play, um, he's not going to hold the ball up. He likes to run in behind, run the channels. His pace is a threat when the defenders are tiring later in games. And he's actually become a bit of a super sub. I'm sure if you spoke to Duncan Watmore, he would like to start games, start more games and play more 90 minutes. But we know he's got this injury problem. Um, you know, So I think he's been managed quite well. And he won't be too, although he's not starting, he won't be too unhappy because he's still playing in every game. He's playing a part in every game. He's scoring regularly. He's he's creating regularly. And I think it suits for it actually. And I think I think uh, Wilder knows this, and I'm sure he's cajoling him and telling him how great he is off the bench and how a bigger part he is of the team to keep his to keep him in that position. Because what more like any strike, I'll probably be breaking the, the manager's door down, saying, "Are you going to start me next week?" Now I've scored again. Where you've got Lakes of Conley perhaps isn't scoring as regularly. However, I like, I, like John uh, was saying, I like the Conley Balligan partnership. It's starting to bear fruit. Um, Conley gets a little bit of stick, and I quite like him. I like his work rate, I like the energy he brings. I think he must be a nightmare to play against. He's at you all the time. He looks a little worthy ticket. And I don't mean this disrespectfully, he's like a poor man's. Craig Bellamy, he's just at you. He's, you know, and what happens is you take him off and you're a defender, you're a big hairy arse centre half, and you've had this little man running at your game and chewing at your game. And then suddenly he goes off and you think, thank God he's gone off. And then they bring Watmore on. And then Watmore's running in mind, going, come on, then big man, you're going to catch me. And I think it works quite well. Um, I think it's I think it's really good. I, I, I think it's clever management. I think he's managing the strike as well, you know. I, the only one that's sort of puzzling me at the minute is Sparrow because I like him. Like he's a talented player and I still think he's got a part to play as well before the end of the season. Um, but at the moment, to be fair, he's probably fifth in line, isn't he? Well, he, yes, is, he is, yeah. And, and I, 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 don't know, I don't know whether or not that's um, 
whether that's form, whether that's confidence, whether that's a, 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 a psychological issue with him, I, I don't know. But, uh, but like you say about Watmore, he's, he's happy um, with the role he's playing. I mean, he, he comes on and even though, you know, the, the, the game's at 3-0 against Peterborough, he still nicks the ball off the lad and, and darts forward and smashes one in the top corner, you know. Uh, 90 plus minutes you know he, he's wanting to go he, he'd keep on going if, if you know if the ref said you stay out here and do another 30 but he'd still do it he, he just seems to, to want to run all day long and that's the that's the fantastic attitude that I, I want to see um, I want to see from Spot I want to see from all our players anyway you know yeah. um, I, I want to see them all uh, wanting to run themselves into the ground um, until that final whistle goes, and um, as as for Spotter, whatever it is that that's not right with him at the moment, we could we could do with him as an option because we don't know what what the season's going to bring with regards uh, any more injuries or suspensions or anything like that. Um, so we we need as many people um, in our squad who could potentially come onto the pitch and change the game um, as possible, and. Uh, and and that's that that that's that's how I see our substitutes. They're not substitutes. Eddie Jones in rugby union calls calls the bench. He calls them game changers, and and I, I totally agree with that. It, it's not as if you're sort of second string or or you know you you're out of favour. Under under Wilder, we've got game changers on that bench. Wilder knows that he can call on um, the likes of McGree, the likes of Piero. Uh, the likes of uh, Watmore and, and Coburn to come on and create something, change the game. Um, and that's what I want to see from Sponner. We've been lacking that for a few years, John, haven't we? That, we've really been lacking that for, for a few years now. And it's nice for Middlesbrough now to have game changers on the bench because that's what we've really lacked. We've had decent sort of starting 11s over the last few years. But when we get a few injuries, I need to change the game that's not going our way. We've lacked that. And I think it's quite exciting now. Sometimes you, I hear Middlesbrough fans in the fan zone and that, and they'll go, God, the bench is good today. Now, what, are you, what are you on about, man? <laughs> I know what they yeah. mean, but if the, some fans yeah. are actually now, look at the bench today, it's fantastic. And you're thinking, yeah, I get your point, because you know at some point, you're going to need to change exactly. it up change it. Yeah, 11 players aren't going to get us up. You know, We, we have to utilise all our squad, and, and we want every member of the squad to be prepared to come off that bench if they're asked and run run their hearts out, run themselves into the ground for the sake of the team, for the sake of the fans um, and, and, and we've got that at the minute and, and that's all down, in my opinion, to, to, to Wilder's um, man management I think he, he's, he's looked after the squad fantastically well Absolutely well, I think we've said we've said lots of times, and we the least we expect is the players to give a hundred percent. I think one thing we can say for sure under this manager, if them players do not give a hundred percent, they won't be playing. And and credit to them because they've all bought into it. Like like uh, Steve alluded to earlier, some fans get on Connolly's back a little bit. I find that harsh me because it's not like he's on the pitch lolling about. He absolutely works his socks off. And, and some of the goals that we get are coming from transition play where their defenders are maybe losing the ball because of how hard he's working, closing them down. <clears throat> I think 
sometimes it's not just about goals with the forwards. It's it's defending from the front, and uh, three well four of our five strikers that we've got certainly do that. I think Spore is the one little bit of a difference. I think he's a different type of player. He's just desperate, absolutely desperate for a goal. And for me, if he gets a goal, he he could be like Steve said, he could be the one that takes us. Let's hope to the Premier League with five or six goals from now till the end of the season. He just needs a goal. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, that, that, that's all. Every striker really needs, isn't it? It's just what one goal. And I say we've we've seen that with Balogun now. He's uh, he's obviously got his foot in the door. He's got three goals in four games. He, he's he's hit his he's hit the uh, the ground running now. He looks looks brilliant. I've come to you, Jacob. For, fourth goal. What more finishes it off? Finished off a pretty, pretty, pretty decent away performance, wasn't he? Yeah, to be fair, um, I thought even though they were bottom of the league, it was still a big statement. It was sort of like, look, we've learned from Barnsley, we've learned from Bristol, we've learned from these games where we should be beating them and we haven't won. Um, and I'm, and I thought it said to the league, like, we're ready, we're going to go on a run now, we're going to be the one that gets in the playoffs. Yeah, it, it did. Going to say, obviously. That win on Saturday took us to uh, fifth. I'm going to say fifth. Yeah, I'm going to keep with fifth. Because, um, um, yeah, a lot of results went went our way on Saturday. No team around us, apart from Nottingham Forest, actually won. So, um, it was a huge, huge day, huge start to a big running. Um, but <clears throat> I come back to something I said a couple of weeks ago. I called Birmingham the worst team I've ever seen in the championship. I just want to apologise to Birmingham because on Saturday I saw the worst team I've ever seen in the championship. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't be the only one that thought Peterborough was unbelievably poor and they didn't look cut for the championship to be quite brutal. Can't be the only one. No, they, they didn't They didn't look interested, to be fair. They, they, I think they had about... For the first five minutes, they, they ran about a bit, and then I think they just thought after one nil they were like, "Yeah, we're down, we're done." And then they even subbed the big man off at half time and put yeah. a young lad on because he he didn't look interested at all in. Yeah, when when, but, when they took the big midfielder off, um, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was it was it was like Grant McCann had tapped out and said no more. But yeah, John, we said after Birmingham they were pretty poor, but. How bad were they Saturday? Yeah, they were. <clears throat> let's be honest. Um, they, they weren't great. Um, but Peterborough, they're not a they're not a massive club. They don't pay out loads of wages. They're sort of a yo-yo club from League One to, to the to the Championship. And to be fair, it's a club I wouldn't mind seeing staying up. It, it's a good away day. The fans seem pretty sound compared to some of the other teams that are down there that I'd much prefer to see go down. I find it a, a bit hard to criticise them just because I'm thinking of wage budget. I know teams have done it in the past, but uh, yeah, in, in general, we, we were far better without probably even being at our best. I'll say that. Yeah. Say, uh, me saying that, I'm not taking anything away from Borough. Absolutely not. I thought we were sublime on Saturday and I thought we were we were cutthroat and, and we we finished our chances, especially in the second half. When they were clear, clear cut in in, in in front of goal, we finished them, and we we looked we looked bloody good. It was the first first time I thought, you know what, we've dominated the team. It's the first time in a while we've done that, and um, I say first first time we've won by four goals away from us since twenty fourteen as well. So 
it was um, it was a big statement, big statement on Saturday, like you said, Jacob. But um, I said, don't don't get carried away, don't get carried away. It's one game, it's one game. Um, you get carried uh, away, Steve. Oh, fuck it, yeah. Let's, let's get carried away, yeah. You know, hey, Steve, can, I, can I just say on, 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 the, on the Peterborough situation about how bad they were and how poor yeah. they were? Just, just, just the point, though, that the four games before they played the Borough, right, they went to Bournemouth and drew 1-1. Mm-hmm. They drew 2-2 at home to Stoke. They lost 3-2 at home to Swansea, and that was a last-minute winner, winner by Swansea. And then they went to QPR and beat QPR three one, so they weren't in bad form coming into the Borough game. They only lost one of the last four, and that was a last minute goal to Swansea at home three two. In Middlesbrough, absolutely dismantled them really after a little bit of a shaky start. So, you know, maybe there was a little bit of a little bit of lack of quality from Peterborough, but maybe the court Middlesbrough had a good day as well. You know. Yeah, I think I think that, that I think that's what surprised me a bit more because they came into the game in such. I wouldn't say such good form, but in better form than the teams around them, because obviously they've got that little mini league of four down at the bottom where they, the one that finishes top of that top league of four stays up, basically. But I just thought, apart from the couple of chances in the first half, I just thought their decision-making, their passing, their shit, every aspect of their game was just... Yeah. I thought it was bad. And that's that's not me being disrespectful to him. I just thought it was it was bad, and I thought God, it was like a. T- Do you remember how we looked against um, when we played Hull away from home in the Premier League, and we looked like we we went gun ho and then gave up, and we got beat four two, and it just looked like we resigned ourselves to where we were going. That's how it looked from Peter yeah. for me. It possibly once we got the second goal, that's possibly what happened because. Once Middlesbrough got the second goal, they knew they weren't coming back from that. So maybe the heads did drop, and the you know the pre- the, the, the press that they were doing stopped, and um, maybe that did happen from two 0 Maybe they did sit off with, and Middlesbrough ran right, you know. So possibly that possibly did happen, Steve. To be fair, yeah, well, the, the the fact that we that we rattled four goals in was good because you know goal difference might determine where we finish in the top six. Um, and obviously, we want to finish, if we, if we, if we don't go up automatically, I know it's a tall order, but it's still a possibility. But if, if we don't go up in the top two, then we want to finish third or fourth, so we, we have the home leg second in the playoffs. And goal difference could 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 be um, what, what moves us into that position. So we were all disappointed at the Sheffield United's um, by the performance, by the scoreline, by the fact that uh, you know our goal difference took a hit, but we got it back on Saturday. Um, the, the international break worked well for us. Um, it, it allowed us to to just tell the players just to chill out. You know, don't don't do a great deal. Just keep yourself ticking over. Um, Fry McNair got uh, got their injury problems cleared up, so. It was uh, it was a international break was a perfect time you know we'd um, we'd beaten Birmingham so we were going into it on a bit of a high um, it allowed players to recharge it allowed injured players to to recuperate and 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 get treatment uh, and then we come back from it and and we spanked Peterborough for now so it, it it it's worked really well for us and and. I'm hoping, you know, that we can take that um, 
that positivity through for the rest of the games. Exactly. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned about goal difference as well, because there's only two teams, I suppose, around us in that little um, league from third downwards that have got better goal difference than us. And that's Forest, who are absolutely flying. And Lewin, who are also flying at the moment. So you say both them two look in really good form. Um, but I said, to, con- to consider a few games ago, we got absolutely spanked at Bramall Lane and, and our goal difference took a, a real good idea. Um, we've, we've built that back up now and we've, we've put that back into a position where if it does come down to a goal difference, like you said, JD, it's going to be in our favour because we've got to put the goals up on the teams like Huddersfield, like, like Sheffield United, like QPR, like Blackburn, we've got the goals up on them. So it's going to be... It is. It's going to be an exciting eight games to go, and um, yeah, it's, it's something I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be really good. But I'll start with you, JD. Who's your man of the match on Saturday? Um, uh, I'll go for Tavernier. I thought the uh, you know he, he kickstarted the game um, in our favour with with a well taken goal, uh, and he was just his usual busy self. Um, so I'll give it to Tav. Uh, John, I would have said Tav as well, but um, I'll I'll say Mr. Reliable Johnny Olsen was outstanding again Saturday. Yeah, he was. He was unbelievable again. Uh, Jake, man of the match. Uh, this might be a bit of a strange one actually, but I'm gonna say Bowler because I think it changed the full dynamic of how we played on Saturday. Um, like Steve said, we went. We've been a bit like reliant on Jones too much and then people are starting to put two on him but the amount of chances we created in the first half from coming from Bowler uh, we could have been 3-0 up at half time so I'm going to give it to him Not bad chance Steve? Yeah can't disagree with any of that it would be I'd probably I'd probably give it the Tav to be honest um, you look more yourself got the goal but you know like, like Jacob said there Mark Bowler did possibly change the whole the whole game just by what he does. Yeah. I'm going to go completely different. I'm going to say Paddy McNair. I thought McNair was absolutely unbelievable. Clearance off the line as well, you know, that was important, yeah. the clearance off the line, you know. There you go, yeah. I, I, don't even, I don't even want to consider what Lumi was doing for that, but, um, yeah. As an ex-goalkeeper, uh, he... He's, he's 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 special, isn't he? He's just he, 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 that's you know, one word for it. He he's not the he, you know he he gets a lot of stick, but he's actually probably he's a mid card championship goalkeeper. He's, he's not as bad as people make it out. He's actually got some great attributes about his game, and I actually think he's improving actually as the season goes on in terms of his distribution, his he, he, the, the the change to the the back pass rule, his footwork. He's shot stopping, he's keeping more goals out where one time everything seemed to be going in the net. He's commanding in the box, coming for crosses. He seems to have actually improved his all-round game fantastically well over the last few 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 sort of I'd say seven or eight games. However, if I was one of his teammates, I'd be grabbing him before every game before he goes out and say, Listen, calm down. Calm down. All the best goalkeepers are calm. You look at them and they look, they've got the, the aura of a commanding calm person who he can trust. This guy, he goes out, he looks wired. Before the game, he's interacting with the fans in the North Stand. 
If we score a goal, he's, he's celebrating with the fans in the North Stand, which all looks great. But where's his mind at? Calm down, get on with the game, settle yourself. And I, I've seen Sol Bama do it, but he's grabbed him. I've seen Johnny Housen do it. Calm down, Joe, calm down. And I think if he learns just to calm himself down, he could actually do all right for the end of the season. But while he's like he is, his mindset like he is, where he, he seems to be wanting to be involved in the game all of the time. And I think that's why he gets these wild reactions where he suddenly comes hairing off his box, hairing out, you know, coming for things he doesn't need to come for. And every game he's doing one now, and he's he's been quite fortunate actually because he's been getting away with them. And what my fear is, the one time he doesn't get away with it is going to be in a big game that costs it. And I I I would like to think the management because Wilder's alluded to it in one of his press conferences, saying they haven't talked to them and stuff. You'd like to think the goalkeeping coach and Leo Perovic are talking to him and saying, listen, Joe, you're doing well. Calm down. You know, just don't get involved with the... Just concentrate on the game. Don't get involved with the fans. Don't get involved with this. Just concentrate on your own game and simplify it. And also, if the ball comes back to you and you're under pressure, there's no problem in putting it in the Z. You don't have to take the extra touch. You don't have to give the North Stand the fright of their life. Just put it in row Z. All the fans will be happy if you put it in row Z, you know. But he's actually, for me, done okay lately. It's just he's always got at the minute that one moment of madness in his game, and I just pray it doesn't cost me. Yeah. I, di- I didn't know. I didn't know you were an ex-keeper, Steve. So that that's uh, that's interesting. But I was I was on the middle. I was signed for Middlesbrough, mate. Oh, <laughs> well, right. Good on you. Well, nice one. Listen, as as an ex-keeper, you should only leave your box when you know that you, you, you when you're certain that you're going to get that ball. I mean, because if if you if if you don't if you, if you if you do it rashly, you can either get yourself sent off, you can miss it totally like you did on on Saturday. Um, it's just decision making. It, it it seems to sort of like. He doesn't realise that um, he hasn't he hasn't got a cat and chance of getting to that ball, but he still goes out of his box to try it. I just wish he would cut that out. Yeah, it's 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 every game he seems to do one, doesn't he? And you, you'd hope the management and the goalkeeping coaches and people around him are just saying, look, you know, if in doubt, stay back in your line. Don't don't make any rash judgments. And if the ball comes to you and you're under pressure, and, you, and you've got to put it into the stand, put it into the stand because. If he doesn't, he's going to get caught out at some point. He got away with it at Man United. He's got away with it, you know, count, countless times. But it, unfortunately, I just got this fear that he's going to do it when we least want him to do it, you know, in a big game and a big moment. And I would hate that to cost me, you know, when we've done so well this season. Defensively as well, you know. It just... Yeah. You're absolutely right, you say, because as, 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 as the season now starts going on and on, them games are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the 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 mistakes that will cost you become smaller and smaller and smaller mistakes. If that makes sense, you know it doesn't take much now to swing a game either way because the pressure's getting to teams now. And um, like we seen at the weekend, I say there was a, there was a there was a few few results at the weekend. I say um, Blackburn not hanging on against Coventry, you know where they really needed the three points, you know pressure. Pressures hit them. Uh, Sheffield United got a store. Pressures hit them. They've lost 1-0. Um, you know, I'd even go as, 
I know it's not a promotion game, but look at the South Wales derby. Cardiff at home at Swansea. An absolute battering. I was, you know, pressure does a funny thing to a lot of people, and I just don't want it to be that moment that, you know, it's going to cost us big time. And I think if he does, that'll just, it'll finish his confidence, it'll finish his career at Borough. And I don't want it, I don't want that to happen because mm-hmm. of a daft, silly mistake. So hopefully, um, yeah, just calm down, boy. That's all we're saying. Calm down. <laughs> if you do that, we'll be absolutely fine. The stands behind you. So, yeah. Um, so you go, there's Peterborough. That's that done. Um, we're on to a big, um, a big couple of games at home now. Um, which culminates in Hull on Saturday, and the Grand National is for a winner. Um, love the Grand National on Saturday. Um, but firstly. We've got Fulham. JD, we went to Fulham. First game of the season. Quite an emotional one. Obviously, first game back in 18 months. It was uh, it was big. It was huge. We, we more than matched them. But this seems a bit more of a different animal that we're playing now. I know, obviously, we're completely different and we're, we're a better team than we were. But this is a Fulham team that have dominated this league a little bit, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they're... They're virtually up, aren't they? You know, barring um, a, a catastrophic failure on their part. Um, but you know, they're, they're a strange team. They, they, they lose, they lose some games that that puzzle you as to as to how they've lost them. And then I think it was just at the beginning of the year in January. I think that they, they scored nineteen goals in three games. Mitrovic has got God knows how many already this season. So. So they're a, they're a, a, a strong team, and they will go up. Um, but do, do you know what? I fancy us tomorrow. Uh, I don't. I don't know why I was talking at, at work to, to some lads, and and I just fancy us tomorrow. Um, I, I just think that the, the the confidence we've taken from the games before um, the international break, and from Saturday at Peterborough. Plus those at the Riverside tomorrow will, will give them superb support, superb backing. I fancy us, you know. Um, we've got a great record at the Riverside. Yes, Fulham are a very strong team um, with some very good individual players, but I fancy us tomorrow. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, we're going, we're going into, we're in the strange position. Obviously, I brought in the aspect of obviously Fulham. Are, Quite frankly, a different quality to the rest of this league. You know, they've shown it all season. Um, I know they've had the, the funny results, like you've said. You know, they've lost games where they really shouldn't have lost. Um, I know, like Huddersfield going to Fulham and dismantling them. I know Huddersfield are in the playoff, but you don't expect that kind of result to happen, and it did. But then you've got Borough, who, uh, if they win tomorrow, that's a nice successive league win at home. We. We haven't lost a league game at home since Wilder's second game in charge against Preston. That's an incredible run. For, for you know, that's that's something we haven't seen for a long time. Uh, you know, uh, how how much of a different team are Fulham going to see? Uh, you know, tomorrow night. You know, could we actually be that team that you know shows that we can put this team to the sword and actually you know take that striker away? We can match these on the pitch, man to man, can't we? 
Well, they're going to have um, they're going to have um, worries about our team. They're, they're going to be very worried about um, individuals in our team and also our collective strength. So, you know, it, it, it's 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 not like us v Chelsea where they're, um, the the the, the the difference in quality was was massive, and yeah. it was a gulf uh, between us. Yes, they, they've they've walked, they've walked this uh, this championship this season, but to be fair, we've only st- we only got started in in November really on our run. So so they they're going to come up against um against a very good Butter team um who will be confident at home and who will have who will have superb support. Behind them, so so they they're going to find it tough. Yeah, I I just thought Fulham brings some fans. I really do. I'm, I'm. It's not very often Fulham bring fans up here, so I hope you know they've they've brought at least some. But um, John, what kind of Fulham team are you expecting to see tomorrow? Well, you can see by looking at the league table, <clears throat> they've got obvious quality. But I think for me, the the biggest thing in this division, if you've got a if you've got a player who's scored thirty-seven goals, that's a massive bonus. You're going to be there or thereabouts. It doesn't matter what the rest of your team's like. Um, but I'm I'm very much like John. I'm optimistic about tomorrow. We've previously had managers who would have been spending all week thinking, how do we stop Fulham playing? Now we've got a manager who'll be thinking that as well. But that's his secondary thought. His primary thought will be, how do we hurt Fulham? We will not sit back tomorrow. Wilder doesn't sit back. He'll be thinking, let's get at him and let's get three points. We've won, I think you said it was eight or whatever. I think it's nine in a row. Could be ten tomorrow. We've took seven points out of nine on the road. Third place is definitely within our grasp. We've got Fulham uh, Bournemouth to play away as well, where if we beat them, we can maybe put a little bit of pressure on them and go on a run. He'll be saying, you go out there tomorrow and you, you make a statement. You've, you've done it against Premier League teams in the FA Cup. You've showed what you can do on TV. Let's show Fulham top of the league. Apparently the best team in the league, which which points show they are. I, I'm positive for tomorrow. I really think we can do it, do a good job on them tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you before that um, that prediction. Since you, uh, it's, you, you claim to be Mr. Meg, so I'll, I'll come back to that one. Um, Steve, what kind of game are you expecting tomorrow? I'm expecting... Them to bring the best out of us. What about you? I'm expecting Middlesbrough to do them tomorrow. And I'm a bit worried that I'm thinking that way because it generally comes back to haunt us. But I really fancy Middlesbrough tomorrow. And my reason of thinking is, I know they're the best team in the league. However, I think they know they're up. I think they'll come up here, long journey up the northeast. You know, whether they win, whether they lose, whether they draw, they know they're going to go up. Middlesbrough, I think they'll have that little bit more zest, will to win. Um, and I think the way Fulham play, you know, suits Middlesbrough because they generally play with a back four. They play a 4-2-3-1. In Fulham's strengths are the, are, are the creative players, Wilson, Caballero, Reed, uh, ex-Middlesbrough player, Cabano, when he comes on. And Mitrovic plays up top. And I think Mitrovic's game, if you can keep him out the six-yard box, I think Dale Fry can handle him. Dale Fry... Because he's not going to run Dale Fry, he's slow. Dale Fry struggles against pace. Dale Fry, I think, will match Mitrovic up, which will suit us. The key man for them is obviously Harry Wilson. If we can keep Harry Wilson out the game, 
creative wise, keep, you know, hassling well our midfield hassles them. I think Middlesbrough can get joy down the flanks because with them playing with the back four, I think with us playing with the back three, we'll get that extra space in the flanks. I think Jones and Bola will be able to get that little bit extra yard and get up and down. And I, I think there'll be goals tomorrow. Um, I really do. And I think with the crowd tomorrow, I don't know what crowd, I don't think it'll you know, not be a sellout, but I think, I think it'll be a healthy gate. I think the ones that go, will get right behind the borough tomorrow. And I just think we might just push them over the line. I really do. I, I, I don't like to get ahead of ourselves. And if we don't win, you know, you've got to take it on the chin. You've been beating off the best team in the league. That's fair dues, you know. But I've just got a funny feeling tomorrow might just be one of their nights at the Riverside where we take the roof off and we beat them. Well, hey, so if you are up for tomorrow's game, right, listen to that. Just, just listen to that. That's, that's, yeah. yeah I, 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 love, I love that. That that was great. That inspired me what he said. I, I am, mate. Wow. And that's not me telling the... That's, wow. If, you, if you're not inspired by tomorrow's game, if you don't, if you listen to that and think, yeah, right, don't bother. Just don't bother. But, uh, Jacob, what are you expecting tomorrow? <clears throat> Be obviously a tough game, top of the league, but, um, I'm confident. I think it's stopping the balls into Mitrovic off people like um you look at the holding midfielders, um Seri, he's quite a good player, likes to get on the ball in midfield. Um Steve mentioned Wilson, who likes a shot as well from outside yeah. the box, as we saw in the first game. Yeah. Um and stopping um that Fabio Carvalho getting on the ball. And I think if we can take if we can stop the ball coming to Mitrovic in the box, he's I mean he's he know he knows where to be. If you look at most of his goals, they're either like rebounds off defenders or just being in the right place or even penalties. So we just need to be careful um and stopping the ball to him, getting to him. Absolutely. That, I think that's the key for me. I, I still think there's no there's not a lot of pressure on us tomorrow. Um I think, you know, they're they're top of the league and they're gonna come in here, they're gonna come up here and think, you know, we're gonna show you why we're top of the league. And I think that's gonna take the pressure off us a little bit. Um, you know, I know we put our pressure on ourselves by trying to get into that top six, but end of the day, they're favourites, you know, and rightly so. And um I think that'll take a bit of sting off us. So but um I won't tell you how I feel about what the score will be, but um I will tell you in a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, JD, and I ask for two predictions from you, Fulham and Hull. Obviously, we can't predict what the whole team's going to be because um, obviously we need to come out with tomorrow, um, the Fulham game. We'll see what that's like. But give me two predictions. 2-1 uh, against Fulham and 3-0 versus Hull. Both in our favour. I'm going to say that. That would be you kicked off then. Uh, John, two stars. Hey, you laughed at me last week. <clears throat> You're going to wet yourself at this week. 3-0 three, three nil, three nil tomorrow and we're going to get nine points out and it's going to be 5 nil on Saturday. I hope you're right, John. Bloody hell, I hope you're right. Fucking hell. Right, OK. Uh, uh, Jacob, two scores. Go. 2-1 tomorrow night and 2 nil against Hull. There you go. Nice and sensitive. Three nil, five nil. Oh God! Right. It's the same reaction last week. <laughs> it happened, but I know, I know, I know. Steve, two stars. Go. 
I'll go Middlesbrough three, Fulham two, and I will go a lucky, jammy, dreadful, awful one nil win against Hull. Okay, now that sounds like the Borough Arnold right there. Still, still six points off everybody, so that's good. That'll do me. Exactly. <laughs> that's all that matters now, John. Exactly. Yes. And made two nil pace, two nil Fulham, two nil Hull. In our favour, obviously. Um, I, I just think we've got we've got a good thing going now. Uh, we just look a different animal. Uh, while the once he's got his foot on on the neck, he, he, you know, it's it's not letting the pressure off. It's you know pushing down, going for the kill, and I think that's what. Now we're in them playoffs. I think it's gonna be hard for us to drop out. I know, but yeah, two nil, two nil, easy peasy, and hopefully. Nice, smiley, happy Riverside, both tomorrow night and both and Saturday. So, and hopefully a big twenty-one winner from here on Saturday with the national as well. So, you know, ears open. Um, but um, there you go. That's it. We're done. Finished for another week. Um, gentlemen, all four of you. Thank you very much for, for, for popping on, Jacob. Thank you for popping on again. Yes. Um, one more, you get a hat trick ball. So well done. <laughs> um, and Steve, cracking debut. Thank you very much. Any time. And before you score, just one question for you. Cool. Have you ever seen a Geordie win a cup? No. No. No? No. Never. <laughs> Be one punch a horse, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> and on that note, I'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Thank you for liking, subscribing, listening, commenting. Keep doing it. Keep sharing it. Yeah. And pop on if you want to have a chat with us. You know, we're not... We're not monsters. Come and chat with us, which are absolute crap on a weekly basis. Come and come and say hello, and we'll talk to you again next week. Hopefully, with six points in the bag. Arriva there, chief. Yeah. Up the borough. Be seeing you. Up the borough. 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 See you all later, boys. See you. Take care, fellas. <laughs>